Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And that makes me... Mike. I... My... Hello. <laughs> I wonder if I could replicate somehow the hellish experience that we just had uh, with our audio connection. Uh, prior to this, apparently uh, I tapped into our uh, Skype call via a portal through hell. Yeah, it uh, it was amazing. It was like <laughs> that's all that I could hear. It was I don't know what it was, but it was scaring me. Well, um, I'm I'm sort of sad that I didn't get to hear it. There's no way that you could have recorded it because that would have been uh, grand to hear. I gotta tell you that my impersonation of it was pretty close to what it sounded like. <laughs> and if it wasn't... Yeah, it was like fucking gremlins, man. Gremlins. Uh, so how was your week? Uh, my week has been uh, pretty good. Um, just... Trying to battle the flea population in my house right now. Like, we didn't have problems. We've never... Well, we shouldn't say we've never. We haven't had problems with fleas in, in years. And um, all of a sudden, in the last couple of weeks, it's become fucking, like, Burning Man, but for fleas in my house. Oh, Jesus. I just mean, like, there's a ton of them. They're all doing weird shit. And uh, thankfully, they are not, you know, torching any effigies of fleas or people in my uh, in my house anywhere. But that's that's been my experience, and I decided to try um, a couple different uh, remedies, specifically the topical one that you put on the back of your cat's neck, because you know that I well, I don't know if our listeners know too. I'm assuming they would that I have a passel of fucking cats. It's the only way I can describe them is by using the word passel. <laughs> uh, ass load would also work, but um, we put the stuff on the backs of their necks, and all but one of them did fine, and one of them, I'm telling you, I brought her back from the dead. It fucking killed her. Like, she went to jump on something, immediately collapsed to the floor, shit, and just was foaming at the mouth and wouldn't move. And I'm there rubbing her, and I'm like, oh my god, come on, you'll be okay, and all of a sudden she popped up, and everything was fine. But uh, I'm assuming having a reaction to the stuff, never be using that stuff again. I had no idea. How would you know that your cat's allergic to something like that? It's like those right. commercials where they're like, if you're allergic to Embril, don't use Embril. Well, yeah, no fucking shit. If, <laughs> yeah. if you know you're allergic to it, you don't use it. You don't touch it. I don't eat bananas for that reason. But um, everything seemed to be okay with that but the it was bad enough that this uh, topical stuff did not work we ended up giving them these uh, pills and it was crazy because the shit said like oh within 30 minutes the fleas will start dropping off of them well within about 10 minutes I had the wild on fire cat circus running through my house 
where the fleas must have been taking their last hurrahs out and were yeah. just biting the shit out of them and my cats were like leaping off of things. I, I, I don't I I don't know what was going through their heads. Like maybe if I run fast enough the fleas won't be able to bite me anymore. Jumping on me, I was sitting in my recliner and my pant legs were covered in dead fleas. I mean, like, you could literally see them. Like, if somebody took, like, uh, like large pepper and just sprinkled it all over your pants, that's what my pants looked like. It was disgusting. But it worked. Do you use anything for the carpeting? Yes. Well, uh, we put okay. some stuff on. I actually used borax the first time because I had success with that a few years ago. Yeah, borax, borax is really effective. Put borax on, let it sit for as long as you can. I was only unfortunately allowed to are able to. I wasn't allowed. <laughs> Somebody told me I wasn't allowed. Uh, I was <laughs> only able to leave it sit on the carpet for 24 hours because we had people coming in and. It's a pain in the ass when you've got... It looks like a fucking uh, bag of cocaine exploded all over your fucking living room. But I ended up only leaving it on for 24 hours. The first time I did it, I left it on for like three days. And uh, it was crazy how well it worked. I didn't have fleas for two or three years after that. But this time, we ended up going with another product... And it seems to also have done the job. It was actually specifically for fleas. It wasn't just me taking an old wives' remedy like borax and sticking it on the carpet. But I did mm-hmm. end up killing one of my vacuum cleaners. <laughs> I had to go out and buy another one today. And uh, I think we had it for a good 10 minutes. And my significant other accidentally, I've never seen this happen. Always heard about it, but never saw it happen. Accidentally, the cord got sucked up in the vacuum cleaner and it fucking chewed right through the cord. I've never seen it happen. Dude, that's crazy. All of a sudden, it went and a blue flame shot out of it. And that was it. The vacuum cleaner was dead. I didn't even have it for 10 minutes. The cords are usually too thick to go up into those things in the first place. This one here did not, and the damn thing uh, sucked the cord right up, and and I, I, for some reason didn't short out my uh, the breaker, but it did definitely kill the vacuum cleaner. It did kill yeah, the vacuum, no so shit. for that poor Bissell vacuum... Or was it a dirt devil? I don't remember. Either way, it didn't last very long. That's the shortest amount of time that I've ever owned a vacuum cleaner before it had to go back. And taking it back, taking it back, my significant other goes, it was like that when we took it out of the box. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly one. I mean, they were going to take it back anyway. It's not like you really need a reason to take something back. You know, they would have taken it back anyway, but she said it was like that when we took it out of the box. Oh, God. That wasn't even the best story from today, though. Do you want to hear the best story from today? Sure. We're going to have, or we were going to have, we actually did end up having um, pasta and sauce with um, chicken and veal parmesan uh, for dinner. Okay. Uh, separately, chicken, parmesan, and veal parmesan. It's not a combination of the two. And my significant other has a box of San Giorgio. I specifically requested multicolored rotini because I just felt like it tonight. I felt like rotini. I, I thought of it this afternoon, and I was all amped up for some rotini because I saw a commercial yesterday where they had rotini that was made out of chickpeas. And I thought, I love chickpeas, and I love rotini. 
Uh, that sounds like the perfect product for me. That wasn't this, but I did have Rotini, and I had gone to do something, and I come back, and she says to me, come out here to the kitchen. I need you to look at something. And I'm like, oh, God, what happened? And here she says, look in that box of pasta. There was about a three-by-five card folded up inside the pasta that when I opened it up had all kinds of information on secret societies on it. What? I'm not kidding. I will send you a picture of it. It is the craziest fucking thing I have ever seen related to pasta. I've seen dick-shaped pasta. I've seen pasta turn into a wallpaper paste, essentially, from being cooked too long. When it comes to pasta, I feel like I've seen a lot of things. I've never had anything like this come out of a... And, like, the way it was written, instead of doing I-N-G on any of the words, they did, like, apostrophe G... So I don't know what language would typically do that, but it was kind of in English. Like, it was hard to read. Yeah. But now, I'm telling you, it had to at least be probably 500 words Was this on hand- a 3x5 card. Was this handwritten? Oh, no, 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 no. It was printed. Okay. It was okay. printed, like, like mass-produced. Like, I don't know if there's some some rogue group going around stuffing shit into pasta boxes at the grocery store. It's possible that it came from the factory. It's possible that it came from the grocery store, like somebody jammed it in there and then shook the pasta around. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But that that was how I started off my dinner tonight. Thankfully, we had another box of uh, Rotini Sands, the uh, the education on um, secret societies and so forth. It listed shit about JFK and then had all this stuff about how these corporate companies are involved in secret societies. And it's absolutely the craziest thing <laughs> I've ever seen on a 3x5 card. It's a really shitty way to uh, to uh, ruin someone's meal, too. I was suspect of the next box of Rotini, but I don't believe that they came from the same lot the same day or anything else, so I think I was safe. But I did write an email to the company that makes the pasta, and I did get a response already from them that they were looking, that they were going to be contacting me shortly, because this was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, I don't even, I don't even care if you give me more pasta. I want to know what the end result of this is. I just want to know that you were like, yeah. So it turns out that we got rid of a guy and he was disgruntled, you know, and he was stuffing shit into like you got lucky. You just got his his secret society notes. Somebody else got a used band aid, <laughs> you know, or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah, Jerry. Jerry, we had to let him go. Yeah, he was real upset. Apparently yeah. so upset that he went on some conspiracy theory rant and, uh, you know, a three-day bender and was going around to giant food stores and jam. Just imagine, like, that, like, you open up your box of rotini and what's inside? Why, it's a chick track. <laughs> it's so, so fucking weird. Just, yeah, I, wow. <laughs> That you texted me earlier saying you had something weird for tonight, and you were not kidding. Is that was that was the weird? That thing was the weird thing. Yes. Because I was gonna say if you can find something to top that tonight, 
I'll be uh, quite I shocked. I do not have anything for you, but I do have to tell one more short story if I can. Would you like for me to wait till after you uh, go, or can I, can I indulge now? I promised. I teased the... No, go, go ahead. I wanted to recount the story of the first time that I saw a naked woman in portrait form. My brother had some photography magazines. He was taking a photo class in high school, and lo and behold, one of these magazines, actually I believe there was two or three of these magazines, had like a study with naked women in it with gigantic bushes. Excuse me. So huge, huge pubic thatch, and it was just the most amazing thing to me at that point. I'd never seen anything like it. Didn't know what to make of it. I was only, uh, what, I was probably just coming out of uh, elementary school going into junior high when he brought these things home and didn't know that I had seen them. Didn't bring them home and be like, hey, check it out, man. Let me, let me, let me corrupt your young <laughs> mind and show you some naked women. But I did find them <coughs> because I was nosy and I liked to snoop. And so this is before I found my dad's stash of Playboys and Penthouse and everything. And I think that this this molded me into the person that I am with the fetish for for Bush that I have today. Do you do you I'm remember sure the first time that you ever saw a naked picture of a woman, let alone a naked woman? Because for me, seeing a naked woman in person came much, much later. Obviously. Well, yeah. If it's the other way around, that's really strange. <laughs> yeah. um, First time I had sex was when I was in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I remember being in elementary school, and some, some one of my classmates was like, Oh, look, if you look in this window, we were out at recess. If you look on this window, you could see a picture of a naked lady. And we all looked in the window and there was nothing in there. Um, so the first <laughs> time I saw a naked picture, I think, was when I found one of my brother's porno magazines. And I was like, maybe ten or a no 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 I had to be older than that if your older brother was doing his job right you somehow found something you know porno related back in the day I, might, I think I might have been about twelve hmm something like that 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 I remember seeing porn I don't remember well no there was like like paintings do paintings count absolutely well, then, yeah, like six. You know, if I think about had... it that way, because National Geographic uh, had them when I was a kid, too, but I still think that was older because I knew to look in National Geographic by then. I knew that if I mm-hmm. looked, I'd see some native titties. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's really interesting now that I think about it. I was thinking about because I was listening to episode one and uh, of our podcast, Mm-hmm. And in it, towards the end of it, we talk about uh, that night that I moved into my new my brother's old room, and we were like back in the like the little walkways, and we found this yeah. huge box of magazines, and it had like eight pornos and a fucking couple of comedy magazines and a bunch of I remember it fondly. And shit. Yes, yeah, and 
you you were driving me crazy because you kept poking me with a fucking vacuum cleaner attachment. Just fucking, <laughs> and all I wanted to do was for you to leave so I could check out my magazines, and you just kept poking me and poking me and poking me, bastard. That was uh, that was a, a thing for me back in those days, cause uh, it's essentially what I did with pencil dick too, just doing shit to annoy the hell out of you. Yeah. And and before yeah, and much. in case people don't remember, pencil dick was a pillow. It was neither one of our genitals or anything like that. We've never we were never those kind of friends. No, no. <laughs> Best friends, yes. Uh, friends that did experimentation and so forth. No, just wasn't uh, just wasn't our cup of tea. That's all. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. No, but. Poor pencil dick. Yeah, I I, uh, I made that thing in middle school, out of like felt and and like cotton, and uh, it it served its its short life well. <laughs> it, it, it annoyed the shit it, out of you. I know that. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, it perished. That doesn't make me sad. I should resurrect pencil dick. You should, yeah. You should make a new pencil dick. Only make it as as true to the original as you can. As, I you, vaguely remember, remember the texture, and I vaguely remember the way that it looked. So I think I should be able to reproduce uh, pencil dick. Maybe I'll even I'll just do my own spin on it. Maybe I'll even give it googly eyes or something like that. That'd be fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big old Pen- eyes. Pencil, pencil dick 2.0. Yes. The thing is, our listeners, for the most part, have like, no real proper frame of reference or contextual basis for which to understand the, the relevance of this thing. <laughs> well, I mean, we've we laid some groundwork. We have, we have, but it was just something that every time I think about it, I'm like, you kind of have to understand that it was like integral to how you and I get along in terms of comedy you know because that's that's always been our sensibility is like that you'll turn anything into a dick joke and then i'll give it a strange name you know what i mean like like something like that like pencil dick i'm pretty sure i took you know the naming on that one but yeah uh i'm not 100 percent sure you'll also be but, happy yeah. to know that i Passed that along to my to my children also. That that my What's son that? specifically uh, will take anything that is phallic shaped, even the slightest little bit, and hold it up to his crotch and act like he's humping stuff. It makes oh, me proud. Good. It makes me proud every time that he does it because yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, you beat me to it. He did it with a vacuum <laughs> attachment today with a brand new vacuum and the way that this one piece fits on there, it looks like balls on the bottom of it. And he did it and it was like upside down and my significant other goes, you know, if you turned it around, it would look like balls. And I went, oh, you guys do my heart good. I know that, that you're thinking right when you look at something like that and you go, it looks like balls if you turn it upside down. <laughs> <laughs> I like to see a fa- I like to see that kind of family unity. It's it is unity, a beautiful unity thing. Unity of spirit, unity of spirit, and unity of sens- sensibilities. I suppose you could say. <laughs> it is a beautiful. <laughs> it is a beautiful thing when everybody's on the same page like that, and and we can just 
you know, we, we all we all know exactly what the score is. It's good. It's yeah. good. Yeah. <sighs> well, so I don't know that I really have a story for this week. Um, for this week? Um, <laughs> I got puberty. I, 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 I kind of wanted to, to take a moment to just pay homage to uh, Norm MacDonald. Yes. Who, uh, who died the other day, uh, unfortunately, after a long and completely unknown to me uh, bout of cancer. I think it was unknown to pretty much everybody. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he made it public, and I think that's just the kind of guy that he was. That he was very yeah. private, mm-hmm. and and very insightful and very quick. And uh, I just I get the impression he was a good guy. You know what I mean? Like that was the impression yeah. I always got of him. I always I always found him to be so. fucking hilarious. Uh, his his timing yeah. was epic, and just the way that his voice sounded and his timing, the way that the, they worked together, the shit that he would say would uh, fucking make you piss your pants, and when you thought about it later, you'd do it again. Good stuff. He was he was my favorite news anchor on SNL. Uh, hands down, hands down, the best. It's a, yeah. like I was yeah. so disappointed when they when they had Dennis Miller doing it because he's really not that funny. And then and then you he's get not. Norm Macdonald, who I think objectively was the funniest person I have ever seen do it. That's now that that that's obviously our yeah. opinion, but I'm sure that there's plenty of people who would agree with that. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I can't say that I've watched SNL with any level of faith since probably the 90s. I've caught it a few times. Um, Yeah, exactly, but I haven't faithfully watched it, um, and as a result, I can't, like, say, oh, the best of all time, because I really don't have... I can't make that statement fairly because I don't know the other, the other uh, uh, anchors that well. Yeah. So I would say the best in my experience, in my experience of SNL, he was the best. I said the best that I've heard, but I would I would go out on a limb and not because he passed because I would have said it when he was alive too. I bet you he probably was the best. I bet you he was just because the everything was so spot on for him to read the news. So who knows? Mm-hmm. As far as like you know, like like you said, like Dennis Miller was annoying as shit. <laughs> he um, is. He is still. <laughs> I can't, remember when he remember when he was like commentating. I was just getting ready reason? to bring that up when they had him on Monday Night Football. And it was like the lowest ratings for Monday Night Football ever because people were like, "This guy is fucking terrible." And I know you're not a yeah, big you're not a big annoying. sports guy. You don't watch a lot of football, but no. even the fact that you know that story speaks volumes to his suckiness to it because <laughs> you're like, "I don't even watch sports," and I know that the guy sucked at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I actually tune in because at the time I thought he his cockiness was funny. And even I was like, oh, this is bad. Yeah, this <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> this I know I don't like. And along with the other sports ball that they're playing out there. 
I'm just, I don't want to get off on a rant here, but that about, just that, I used to listen to like his, I guess you could call it a podcast. It was well before podcasts were popular, but he had these series of rants. It was like, he would start out with, I don't want to get off on a rant here. And then he would spend 15 minutes ranting about something. And sometimes it was funny, but most of the time it was, it was pretty terrible. Um, I did, I did find he had a short lived, uh, talk show where he was the host and he had George Carlin on it. And George Carlin's, uh, interview was actually really, really good. Hmm. But aside from that, aside from that, no, I don't like the guy. I don't like him. Well, I guess he'll never be a fan of us. Nor will the millions of people who probably like him. Well, you know, I'm sure that I've already alienated my people with my hatred for Jeff Dunham and uh, 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 what's what's the guy who likes food? Uh, he looks kind of like a, like a marshmallow. Oh, God, I know who you're talking about. Are you talking about the one who goes by Fluffy? No, no, he's the guy that you're always trying to get me to like. And you get mad Oh, Jim Gaffigan. Like yeah, Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, but Jim Gaffigan like has his moments. But I, I, I can dig. I can dig why you might not like him. And Jeff Dunham. Did I ever tell you that I met him? No. I did. I met him in no, real life, uh, like completely away from, uh, from from his from his show, and uh, got to talk to him on a one on one basis, like a human being. And he's a really nice guy. I mean, he is a really mm. nice guy. But I will tell you that his act. Uh, does get old after a while and is he's, and is very racist. <laughs> whether yeah, whether he intends big, it to be or not, uh, you know, whether you think about it or not, yeah. Bad. yeah. Yeah, there, there's a yeah. lot of bad stuff going on in there. And I'm not saying this because, of, oh, I'm a social justice warrior and I want to cry about everything. It has nothing to do with that. I, I don't like it, so I don't watch it. If people like it, you know, and they want to watch it. That's fine. Yeah. It's just not for me because of that. I've, I mean, some of his stuff, I've seen, uh, and I thought, you know, it was pretty good if from, you know, from my opinion, for what it, ma- for what it's worth. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> but as of, as of, you know, now, I just, it's not my cup of tea. And I, I this is why I can say I can see with, uh, with Jim Gaffigan why. I mean, you, you even said to me before, like, you heard some stuff that he did that was kind of funny, but it's not like overall you appreciate his entire body of work. And he does do a lot of food jokes. Yeah, He does just, an inordinately large amount of food jokes. That's kind of his thing. It's like, uh, it's like Kevin Hart yelling. You know what you're mm-hmm. going to get. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I've just, I don't like his shtick. I've never liked it. And and it's as simple as that. I mean, I I I can see why people find him funny. He's a charming human being. I'm sure he's delightful to be around. But his shtick gets old to me real fast. I could see that. And you I know, could. I I there is a I oh God. What was his? I'm name? in a very reasonable and non-tormented mood tonight, so I can go with that. You know who else oh, I find annoying? Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah, I don't like him at all. Get her done. Everything that I say has got to do with Hicks in Middle America. And it's funny to make fun of those people. Well, it is. 
Yeah. And bravo to you for making a market out of making fun of people to their faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and making them like love you for it. Like, oh my god, yeah, like, they love it. Well, I mean, without getting political, we there are others uh that have that managed oh, hell that yeah. scene and to a degree that is shocking. So it's it, it's almost as if uh, Larry the Cable Guy just was sort of like a, an experiment <laughs> to see what people would be able to put up with. Like, oh wow, they he is straight up fucking mocking them, and they love it. They're eating out of his hand. Yeah, that'd be like that. me going to a uh, to a comedy club and having the guy be like, "Hey, you're fat, white, and hairy." <laughs> oh shit! I'm gonna sit here and wax well, on this for the next half hour. <laughs> well, I don't know if you've ever looked up. We should look up David Cross's open letter to Larry the Cable Guy because it's hysterical. I would love to. I didn't know that there was such a thing. David Cross is a fucking gem. He fits. He fits into comedy in the same uh, uh, region as far as my fondness that Mitch Hedberg and others uh, do because he's just everything he fucking says to me is funny. Just about. I feel like he could read a recipe right. card or maybe a three by five index card about secret societies, and I would laugh. All right, I found it. <clears throat> It was on I it, the website uh, actually was off offline. I had to go through archive.org to find it. An open letter. So an open letter to Larry the Cable Guy. Hi everybody. The following is a letter I wrote after picking up Get Her Done, the label the, the Larry the Cable Guy story. A ghost ghost written by Susan Sontag. I have to warn you that it's nearly eleven pages long. But I think it's full of chalk, full of life lessons for all of us. And if you're not careful, you might just learn something. An open letter to Larry. Did you say Cable 11 guy. pages oh. long? Yeah. Oh, the it's letter a, is. This is a bit long. Oh, okay. I thought you yes. meant the book was 11 pages long. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Hello, Larry. It's me, David Cross. Recently, I was shooting something for my friends at Wonder Shows and the funniest, most subversive comedy on American TV at the moment. When we were taking a break, one of the guys on the show asked me if I had seen some article in something somewhere wherein you were interviewed to promote your new book, Please Get Her Done, published by Crown Books, $23.95 United States, and they were asked about your devoting a chapter to slamming me in the PC left. Since I stopped following your career shortly after you stopped going on stage wearing, uh, wearing a tool belt with a cable wrapped around your neck, around your appearance at the Lassen Foods in Ean in Oklahoma around 1996, <laughs> I said I wasn't aware of the article. They went on to tell me that you basically said basically, and I'm not quoting but paraphrasing their recall, that I could kiss your ass and that you've never been, I've never been to one of your shows, true, and that I didn't know your audience, untrue. So I went and got your book, Getting Her Done, and it excitedly skimmed past the joke about the one time you farted and something farty happened on past the thing about the fat girl who farted and finally found it. Chapter 5 Media <laughs> Madness. Well needless to say I farted. I farted up a fart storm right there in the Flying J Travel Center. I fartingly bought the book and brought it home with excitement I haven't experienced since I got Bertha Shud Farters fartingly 
uh, our, our grandma drunk and she took out her teeth and blew me as I was finger banging <laughs> while wearing a Jesus sock puppet in the back room of the boiler room at the Church of the Redeemer off I-20. I don't care who you are. That's funny. <laughs> Anywho, I got home and read the good parts, and it seems you were pissed off at Rolling Stone magazine, and I can understand why. You made some good points in your argument as well. I agree that there is an elitism and bias in the press, and too often a writer will include a side to show the readers how smart he is or how above it they are. But come on, surely you can't be surprised or hurt or offended by this. You say in the book that you knew they were get what you were getting into, Rolling Stone being all lefty and whatnot. Certainly, I'm not surprised they took a 10-minute phone conversation with me and chose to print the only inflammatory paragraph within it. That's what they do. But I want to address some of the things that you write in the, to me in getting to getting her done. In response to the, Ro the Rolling Stone article, let, let me first say this. You are very mistaken if you think I don't know your audience. Hell, I could have I could have heckled been heckled by the parents of some of the very people that come to see me now come to see you now i grew up in roswell georgia near the funny bone not far off from the punchline i ver the very first time i went on stage it was at the punchline in sandy springs in 1982 when i was 18 when i was 17 i cut my teeth in the south and my first road gigs ever were in augusta charleston baton rouge and louis and louisville louisville i remember them very well specifically because of the audience I remember thinking occasionally, not all the time, what a bunch of dumb redneck, easily entertained, ignorant motherfuckers. <laughs> I can't believe the stupid shit they think is funny. So yes, I do know your audience, and they suck, and they're simple. And please don't mistake this as coming from a place of bitterness because I didn't make it there, or because I'm not as sexual, successful as you, because that's not it at all. Since I was a kid, I've always been a little oversensitive to the glorification and rewarding of the dumb, the salt of the earth, regular, everyday folk or the lowest common denominator, <clears throat> who see the world and people like me in it as some sort of being on some sort of secular mission to take away their flag lapels and their plaster of Paris Jesus television adornments and strike me as childishly paranoid. Whew, this is a lot to read. Yeah, it is. Jesus Christ. I don't know if I want to read all of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only like a third of the way done, if that. Um, yeah, I don't want to spend the rest of the podcast reading this, so we'll, we'll just call it that he destroys him. He just, for 11 pages, he just destroys Larry the Cable Guy. And he points out that Larry the Cable Guy isn't his real name. Um, <laughs> his name is actually Lawrence the Cable Guy. <laughs> it, well, something like that. And it turns out that Larry the Cable Guy and David Cross turned out to become friends. So, I mean, you know, Yeehaw. apparently they buried the hatchet. So, I mean, yeah, like, like, I can't say that I could make peace with anybody just about almost anybody. There are certain people that, you know, you've crossed the line mm -hmm. and I don't care how many leaves you've turned over since then, you know, I'm done with you. <laughs> um, and, and that's just how it is. And I know that sounds kind of cold, but I mean, like I just had a guy email me this week, a, a person who had just had, I had a tumultuous relationship with this person from the very beginning. They were an asshole from the very beginning. 
And finally, I told them I don't ever want to talk to them again, and I cut them off from every level. And then they emailed me this week, and we're like, hey, I know you don't want to hear from me, but I just figured I'd check in what could be the harm. And, and of course he doesn't see what the harm could be, because this person doesn't think about anyone but themselves. But it actually hmm. fucking triggered the shit out of me. You know what I mean? Like, I can, I can like, dig I it. I don't want to hear from you. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear from you. So I deleted it, blocked his email. But... I mean, I don't want to sound like, you know, oh, it triggered me. I deserve some kind of special. No, I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying that, you know, I don't welcome these people back into my life. Man, we're off on a weird tangent, aren't we? Yeah, we kind of are. But, I mean, I, I was I was enjoying I was enjoying the, yeah. uh, the, un, the undressing of Larry the Cable Guy. I, I really... Uh, yeah. I really want to read the rest of that, so I'm going to have to try to... Uh, to find that myself, I will, I will send you a link so that I can uh, enjoy that because uh, I think that would be that would be that would be fun. Every now and again, Tom and Mike like to play a game called Two Truths and One Lie. Dun, which dun, dun. Mike, which Mike is basically the master of. <laughs> Mike is pretty good, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not the master of anything, even my own domain. Who should start? You can. I can start. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You may. Um, I give you permission. I have never owned an Apple product. I don't know how to use a fax machine. Hmm. I know how to use a fax machine. I don't want to say I don't know how to use a fax machine. But I have trouble trusting fax machines. Is that a better way of putting it? Like, I always, when I use a fax machine, I always assume it's just going to crumble into dust somewhere in the internet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh, third of all, I have a collection of... um, nutcrackers, like Christmas nutcrackers of all different shapes and sizes that I used to take out every Christmas and put around the house, but I have not taken them out of their boxes in years and years and years. <sighs> Let me see now to dissect what you've said. I know you've got an Apple sticker on the wall in front of your computer. And the only way you normally get those things is by having an Apple product. So I'm going to say that I don't believe you've never owned an Apple product. That or, oddly enough, somebody gave you one of those stickers, uh, which would kind of be weird. Like, hey, you want an Apple sticker? And you were like, yeah, I'd like to make fun of them and call them corporate overlords and put that on my wall. (laughs) The exact wording wording is, I am a mindless consumer whore. Yeah, close enough. And it's making fun of someone who'd put that sticker on their car or some shit. (laughs) I actually did have it on one of my vehicles, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, At one point. I am, I am. Oh, absolutely. Uh, With the three iPhones that I currently have in my possession. Um... Two old ones that I use just to play music and stuff on, and then obviously my uh, my my actual phone. Uh, I don't think that you don't trust the technology of fax machines. 
Although you did kind of play that one out a little bit. So that one's a tough one. I don't think you have nutcrackers. I just don't believe that you have nutcrackers. That's that's a that's I'm gonna say that's the lie. No, you're incorrect. Ooh. I do indeed have nutcrackers and I hammed up the the I hammed up the, the fax machine because I realized I was telling two lies and that wasn't gonna go hurt. And I didn't <laughs> want to tell you that I lied because then you'd know that the first one was the lie. <laughs> Hmm. So somebody did give you an Apple sticker. No, uh, I said I've never owned an Apple product. That was oh. the lie. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, I, I own yet, an Apple. I have owned I about literally three Apple said products. that and still guessed wrong. Yep. <laughs> yep. So that's uh, one for Tom. Yeah, I'm. I'm a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, anyways, on to on to my turn. Oh my goodness. Oh. Currently sitting in front of me, I have a folding cot. One that you would probably take camping with you, and it's sitting in front of a small ironing board. Okay. Number two. Ouch. So I had a flea on me there. Apparently they're in my, my fucking room here. I have owned about six pairs of LA Gear sneakers over the course of my life. People don't know that they're still around, but they are. Super comfortable okay. shoes. <clears throat> and number three. I enjoy black and white artwork so much so that I own a stylized painting of a pasture with a tree and clouds just floating by in the background with no color and when I look at it it reminds me that the day can be whatever you want it to be it starts off without color but you can color your day in the way you like. <laughs> so that one's the lie for sure. Why is that? Because, well, because you, you, you went on about it for such a long time. Well, the reason why I went on about it for such a long time is because I'm looking at that very painting right now. Ah. I do own a picture of a tree. It's actually not mine, but it is in my room here with me. But uh, the thing that uh, I lied about was that I owned like six pairs of LA Gear sneakers. I, th I owned one pair of them. I have no idea if they're even still around, but they were comfortable. Okay. And they and they gave you this little goofy license plate keychain when you bought them that said LA Gear on it, and I always thought that was so cool. Like, the only other pair of shoes that I always wanted when I was a kid, of course, everybody wanted the pumps. Everybody wanted the pumps, so that goes without saying. I always wanted a pair of British Knights. I don't know why I never got them. Mm. Just, just never did. British, British Knights. Yep, good old don't BKs. Don't even know them. Yeah, well, you need I, to look that I, up because they, they exist. Well, they did believe, exist at least. 
I don't know I if they do it. anymore. It's kind of like the LA Gear thing. They may exist. They may not exist. Who knows? And going into that uh, sneaker hall of fame. So we are one for one. Yep. Uh, let's see. Um, I have gone down to the smoke second smoking section of my building routinely in the last two weeks um, just for the conversation. Haven't had a cigarette. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I have a picture of my dad who is being um, pinned on with his sergeant uh, stripes in the army back in like 70. Four seventy-five, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. and uh, I have a picture of me getting my uh, private first class rank pinned on, uh, where my wife is helping me, and I'm standing at the exact same angle. And aside from the mustache and the hairstyle, I look exactly like him. Um, and uh, I have a painting of a well that used to haunt my dreams that I've never finished. It's, it's currently in storage in my closet. Um, and I don't know if I'll ever finish it. Hmm. Well, I seem to recall you telling me that you spent time in the smoking shack when I was talking to you about it and just for the conversation specifically because people were like, hey... And you're like, uh, I'm not smoking anymore. And they were like, okay. So I won't try to uh, to push you towards smoking or anything. I am completely aware of a photo of your dad having something given to him. And the same angled picture of you. Uh, because I do pay attention when I'm at your house. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I feel like the picture of the well is probably the one that's the lie the only thing that I'm sticking on is I don't know if your dad was getting sergeant stripes or not and I feel like you could be untruthful about something that minute and it still count so ah man I'm gonna go with the painting of the well you are correct the painting of the well is not the painting that I have left unfinished and is currently in my closet. Um, the closet painting, and the reason it's in the closet is because I put a cat tree up, a new one in my living room, and I needed a place to put my old cat tree. Oh. I didn't want the cat shredding my painting, so I took it from where it was hanging and put it in the closet because it's not finished. But it's a painting of a tree in front of this starry field with like this fiery kind of glow about it. Hmm. It sounds kind of like the thing that I was saying, except mine's black and white. We both have yeah. tree paintings kind of things going on. The only thing is, I didn't, you know, mine isn't a work of my own art. <laughs> mine is just something that was bought and happens to be in here because my son didn't take it to his room when he moved out of this one. <laughs> so, <clears throat> now. So, currently you're in the lead. Are we going to play another round here? Sure, sure we can. I mean, because right. that was only one and a half. Yeah. Uh, One and a half? What do you mean? Because you went twice and I went once. 
Oh. So it's one and a half rounds. Okay. You dig? Okay. Yeah, I dig. All right. <clears throat> there is an absolute ton of religious memorabilia in my house. In spite of the fact that I am not a religious person that I have never gotten rid of. Um, I have a chalkboard that says gay in big letters. And I have a dry erase board uh, in my house also that has the word gay written on it for some reason. Trying to figure that one out. Uh, I fucking love dragons. I think they're just, they're amazing. I wish they were real. Only kind of, though, because I feel like it would be like one of those things like the fucking Cobra last week. <laughs> it would scare the shit out of me if they actually existed. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, no shit. That Cobra still haunts my dreams. <laughs> um, I just I just happened to look at the phone earlier tonight, and I saw that when I was like, oh, I, I want to listen to it, but I'm not going to, because it, it freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> that's funny, dude. That thing is terrifying. Um... Oh, jeez. Dinosaurs, dinosaurs, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs felt like it was sort of being made up on the spot. I said dragons, actually. Dragons, I'm sorry. Well, still, I the dragons, the dragons, yeah, it felt like you were just sort of hemming it together as you were going along. I don't feel like you ever really truly paid attention to me then, because I have a tattoo of a dragon on my arm. Oh. Yeah. So I definitely okay. do dig dragons a lot, and I do have um, religious things that are all around my house, and I think I forgot to put a lie in here. Wow, that's not fair. That I doesn't fucked up. count. That doesn't count. I fucked count. up. That was such a good one, too. I fucked up. Actually, I didn't fuck up. I do have a lot of religious stuff in my house, but it's not sitting around. It's all pretty much packed up because I don't, <laughs> I don't, um, I don't subscribe to having pictures of Jesus all I over don't, the place and Mary. Hold, hold, hold on, you have it all around, or you being in a box is not a, this, this definite enough of a thing to to qualify. I Michael. don't know. I think it is. No, I would yeah. never have guessed. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Hey, it's a technicality. All right, since I fucked up. Fine. Since I fucked up, I'll give you that one, so we're tied. Okay. This will be right. the tiebreaker. Uh, let me think. I really got so involved in that that I forgot to put a lie in there. That's funny. The first time... Or let's see, not the first time, but the time that I went to go see the David Bowie show, uh, David Bowie played in Hershey, uh, I had no idea who he was, and I wasn't a fan of his until years afterwards. I was bored and wanted to leave because the <laughs> band I wanted to see had already been on stage, but my friends wanted to stay. And it wasn't okay. until afterwards that I began to become a fan of his work. Um, and that would have been David Bowie. So, uh, that's one. Since you said David Bowie at the beginning, I assumed it was David Bowie. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't 100% sure I said it at the beginning. Um, I am very, very heavily into the works of Captain Beefheart. 
I treasure his entire discography. And um, I have almost no regard for the holiday Christmas, regardless of the fact that I would wish to have more love and spirit for the time. It's just been completely burned out of me. Hmm. I remember you telling me that you were at a place and saw David Bowie and that you didn't really like him that much. I swear I remember you telling me that once. And if uh, you didn't, that's a really weird thing that I would recollect <laughs> when it wasn't <laughs> true. <laughs> that's that's pretty fucking obscure to, yeah. to of something to remember that, that wasn't true. Captain Beefheart, I don't remember you ever telling me anything about Captain Beefheart. In fact, when you said Captain Beefheart, I thought, isn't that one of the guys from Guar? <laughs> um, and as far as you and Christmas, well, you have a Nutcracker collection for Christmas. So I feel like you must like Christmas at some level in order for you. But then you said you haven't brought the mountain in ages. So I'm going to say you're not a big fan of Captain Beefheart. That would be correct. I have tried very hard to get into his work, but it is extremely, extremely uh, inaccessible. There is an album called um, Trout Mask Replica that like, is supposed to be his most accessible work. And I start it, and I'm like, within the first bar, I'm like, okay, I'm lost. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. There, there is music so. like that. I, I love when people... One of my favorite things that people do is when they tell me what I'm supposed to get out of something. And I look yeah, at it and I go... I go, how can you how can you tell me what I'm going to get out of something when I've never seen it or heard it myself? Right. And like, you know, it, to a certain degree, I could see where if somebody said to me, dude, this stuff is really, you know, it's really out there and it might, you might not understand it at first, but the groove is, you know, or whatever. I, I, that, I, that kind of stuff I can appreciate. But when somebody's like, well, dude, when you listen to this, what you should be feeling is this. It, it never... It's never worked out like that. That's why I always say, like, if, if 90% of the time, if a movie critic hates a movie, I'm probably going to like it. Because I don't have to dig into things as deeply as they do and, and you know, have to be the smartest person in the room when it comes to movies. So, right, right. I don't know. All right. It comes down to this. Do we end in a tie? Or does Mike win? Oh, no, I... I, I think you won that, didn't you? Or do we have one more? There's one more. Yeah, I have to go a third time. Okay. I currently own a small collection of mugs depicting Norman Rockwell's most famous paintings. Uh, always been a huge fan of Norman Rockwell's work. Just feels homey and feels kind of Americana and kitschy to me, so I've always enjoyed that. Led Zeppelin is my favorite band of all time. I could literally listen to them at any point in time during the day. I have owned oh. Four Nissans in the course of time that I have been driving 
and I gotta say that uh, for the most part they've been pretty decent vehicles but they're also kind of a pain in the ass and they need to be serviced because they make shit near impossible to do anything on Hmm. Well, I know your love of kitschy stuff is is strong. So I will say that I believe that you have these mugs. I'm looking at them right now. Um, well, you shouldn't give that away because you've basically given me a free... Oh, uh, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, let's see. The Nissan thing rings true to me. Here's the thing. I don't think that you're being entirely truthful. I think your favorite band is Anthrax. <clears throat> I don't think that you dislike... I think that one of your favorite bands is... Um, Def Leppard. I'm sorry, not Def Leppard. Led Zeppelin. <laughs> um, I don't know why I did said that. Um, I like Def Leppard, too. I do, too. But I feel that either Anthrax or Slayer probably sit higher up on the level for you than than uh, Led Zeppelin. So that's the lie. That's not the lie. Led Zeppelin is absolutely my favorite band. Out Do you of, know what I base genre. that on? Huh? It, the fact that I never see you playing it on on Spotify. But I, I do. always see you playing Anthrax. I see you no. playing Anthrax constantly. Honest to God, I haven't played jelly. Anthrax in or Slayer uh, in probably a month. I've been listening to Zeppelin, and uh, I also, obviously, uh, because we talked about this before, I like Greta Van Fleet, too, because they remind yeah. me a lot of them. Uh, the lie was that I've owned five Nissans. I haven't, uh, I haven't owned five Nissans. Well, you said four Nissans before, so... Did I say pretty, four? You did, yeah. Well, I've only owned two, so it's okay. Man, you it's destroyed right. me this time. <laughs> you destroyed me. I even gave you a clue that last time. Yeah, you did. Well, Yeehaw. I guess that means I lose. Uh-oh, Mike dominated. No, I didn't really dominate. I fucked up. I fucked up by only doing three truths and no lies. <laughs> the worst version of this game. Yeah, yeah. Seven truths and one lie. Seventeen truths and no lies. And one thing that is possible, but didn't really ever happen. So it's not a lie. The shoes, the shoes were blue? No, they were green. You stupid asshole, oh, that's a lie. Oh, they were aquamarine. Ah, gotcha. Teal. I wanted to tell you a story while I was thinking of it. And then I forgot okay. what that story was. Hmm. And that's the God's honest truth. That is going to go down as the shortest segment in <laughs> the history of our show. And as I'm looking at the clock, I can see that we are out of time. So that's going to have to be a story for another time, if I can think of what it was. Thanks for listening to Storytime with Tom and Mike. 
We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you like we gave Larry the Cable Guy some eye daggers tonight. Some side eye daggers. While we were talking about how unfunny his comedy is with David Cross. Have a question for us? You want us to talk about something on the show? Would you, dear listener, like to ask us a question? Send us an email at storytimewithtomandmike at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to learn more about the show... And get extras like links to the videos, sites, and other media... Visit dembeans.biz. That's a dot biz because we mean business. Hell yeah.